You're smart. Your TV is smart. That's why you cut the cord. But you need one more thing. Alaska's news source. Watch live or when it's convenient for you. Here's how. Just search Alaska's news source on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, or Android TV. Install and enjoy. It's completely free and has everything you need in one spot. Breaking news. Statewide weather. In-depth investigations. Start streaming Alaska's news source live today. Welcome to another episode of Parenting in the Far North. I'm your host, Arianne Aaron Bureau. So today's guest is helping represent the dads. He's Alaska Native, born and raised here in Anchorage, spent four and a half years in the Marines, worked at South Central Foundation for 11 years, managing 81 employees in the OBGYN department. He became a dad at 37 years old, and then six months later, he became a stay-at-home dad. So please welcome to the podcast, Michael Jinks. Michael, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, no problem. I, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> well, we're glad to have you. So I want to start with, how was it becoming a dad? I want you to take me back to the moment that your son was born. What was that moment? What was that feeling like for you? Do you remember it like it was yesterday? I do. We were on our way to the movies to watch The Revenant in the theater when my wife says, I think we have to go to the hospital. I was like, can you... Now? Yeah, now? it's time. I yeah. wanted to watch the movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we did not see The Revenant in the theater. Mm-hmm. We went to the hospital, and it was Valentine's Day. Um, and we didn't know the gender. So I was like, oh, my goodness. Please don't let it be a boy on Valentine's Day. <laughs> um, so kind of luckily, um, he turned out to be a boy. Mm-hmm. And um, the OR wasn't very fast. So he was born on February 15th. Oh, okay. At like 1 a.m. So it's like, whoo, okay, good. We have a boy not on Valentine's Day. And it was this your first? Yes, first. Okay. Yeah. So had you had you pictured in your mind what this was going to be like? And what was it like compared to actually, you know, going through that whole experience? Um, I had an idea. Um, he was a breach. So it was going to be a planned C-section. And I had no idea what to expect. Um, I worked in healthcare, but obviously, as administratively, mm-hmm. I was never in an OR or anything. And I've heard stories from midwives and uh, physician surgeons. But being a participant, I had no idea. Um, thankfully, they had a curtain. So <laughs> they did have a curtain. I was thankful for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, the, I remember when the nurse lifted him and said, Do you want to see the gender? And, you know, it was behind the curtain. I'm like, oh, no, they're making me stand up. So I just <laughs> barely peeked over the curtain. I, I didn't want to see. Oh, wait, you're like, telling me, where, do you get queasy? Oh, were you just a little, you I know, was a little numb. Okay. A little numb okay. and just going through the motions, mm-hmm. right? Because I see my wife, she's pale with because she has an IV in her, pumped her full of all kinds of liquids. <laughs> I'm not going to say she was puffy, but yeah. <laughs> she, Good answer. she looked beautiful. There you beautiful go. Beautiful during birth. Good answer. Yeah. You know, we hear a lot from moms of what it's like being pregnant, going through the pregnancy. Of course, this podcast is all about parenting moms, dads. Everything falls under that umbrella. So I'm just curious from you as the partner side, the husband side, what was that like going through those nine months um, of pregnancy? Were you just, you know, kind of experiencing it with your wife? Were there some things that you experienced that were different from her? I'm just curious, you know, from the from the dad perspective. From my perspective, it was pretty simple. My wife was a superstar 
Um, she still went skiing, pregnant, cross-country nice. skiing. She loves skate skiing. Uh, we went to Hawaii. She was 20 weeks pregnant when we did a bike tour from uh, Vienna to Budapest mm-hmm. at 20 weeks pregnant. And then we went to Hawaii. And at her exam, she would just hop on the table like nothing was wrong. <laughs> she was a trooper. She was. Yeah. I was shocked. And then <laughs> at some point, I was like, you're just showing off now. You're just showing off. Yeah. So um, before we get into being a stay-at-home dad, let's rewind a little bit. So four and a half years in the Marines, you worked at South Central Foundation for 11 years. You mentioned being in healthcare. Um, was working hard, getting into and providing for your family, is that just kind of what was ingrained in you and, um, you know, planning to have a career? Yes, that was ingrained in me. Um, just because of my childhood wasn't the most pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I went through the Anchorage School District unsuccessfully several times, and I grew up finally, and I thought, when I have a kid, I'm going to just do whatever I can do. I don't care if I'm working 24 hours a day. I will provide for that child. Um, And it just so happened I married a woman who could provide for us all. And um, my sacrifice then, you know, because that was my mindset my entire Mm -hmm. life, right? If I have a family... I'm going to work 24 hours. I don't care if I clock off at 5 and I clock on with a taxi company. This is pre-Uber and all mm-hmm. that. I don't care if I clock on with a taxi company at 6 and work till midnight. That's just what I'm going to do. Um, and then it was interesting to have the role shift because when my wife and I got married, we thought we didn't want any kids. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then we were a little bit older and then we're like, well, let's have one. <laughs> let's you do know, one. Let's, let's, let's go one. Let's try one. Because um, you're at 37, which isn't old, just putting that out right. there for folks. But, right. you know, for, you know, for women over a certain age, they do yes. consider, you know, the geriatric pregnancy, which I don't know why they call it that. But yeah. I yeah. digress. Yes. Yeah. My wife was 40 okay. at birth. Okay. Yeah. And healthy baby boy. Yeah. Perfectly okay. healthy. So, Perfect. Yeah. And she had, a sound from the sounds of it, a great pregnancy. She did. Okay. Yeah, it was great. I think she liked it. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a great pregnancy, too. I struggle with the breastfeeding part, but, you know, we can get into that those nuances a little yeah. bit later. Um, so you were mentioning um, working and working because I'm curious about your transition from having your son and then six months later, uh, you guys make the decision for stay-at-home dad. Walk me through that process. Yes. Yeah, so when we first met, my wife jokingly said, um, if we have a kid, you could be the stay-at-home dad. And I was like, no, no. Immediately no. Immediate hard no, because I saw myself as a working professional who provides and goes and makes money. Um, I had a real estate, I worked full-time, real estate license, got my MBA, had three rental properties. Um, so I was doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. And then I just married somebody who made more, you know. That's just and that wrong with that, yeah. Yeah, no, it's my bad luck <laughs> from my ego and pride. Um, so she floated that. I was immediate no because of when I managed the OBGYN department, a lot of women physicians have stay-at-home husbands, um, just because of the financials. And I would meet some of those guys, and I would not see myself relating to them at all because mm-hmm. I was working. I was in the Marines, and after I got out of the Marines, my brother played college football, so I hung out with the college football crowd. Um, and that was just who I was mm-hmm. until we had the child and, um, it, my wife kept kind of pushing me to be stay at home dad. I was like, no, no. So we had daycare planned and everything. Um, so 
that's why when he was six months, I was stay-at-home dad. Did she get maternity leave? Did she get how much? How much time did she oh, get off she after took having off the baby? Three months. Okay, I so. took off three months too because so. South Central Foundation has excellent benefits. Mm-hmm. So thank you, SCF. Um, so through that though, um, I stayed home on paternity leave three months under FMLA. Okay. Um, and through that, that's when I really started bonding with the kid. Right. Uh, my wife doesn't like this term, but I call it bonding through adversity. Mm-hmm. Right. The woman's waking up and feeding the child. Yes. But I can't sleep through a screaming baby. So I'm up at the same time. Mm-hmm. And my role shifted to the chef, the cleaner. Um, so I was basically this day at home dad for three months. And I was that was like a job preview. Um, so for three months, all I did was make food, clean things, um, make sure she's comfortable, mm-hmm. make sure the kid's taken care of, be the driver to whatever thing we try to get outside to do. And I was like, this is kind of fun. Oh, you know? okay. So <laughs> I went back to work and I'm sitting, and this is another negative at SCF, but I don't mean it bad. Um, I was sitting in a cubicle <laughs> under um, fluorescent lights with no window. And I'm sitting here like, why am I here? <laughs> so I had a um, conversation with my boss one day, and then we were talking about projects, and then she says, okay, coming up in the future. And I was like, no. I made the decision to stay at home right there. I was like, Really? Right yeah, then and there? Right then and there. I said, no, I'm sorry. I have to put in my two weeks notice. Wow. And just surprise. it was a surprise to me as, as it was coming out of my mouth. Really? Yes. So you didn't go into work that day saying, like, I'm going to put my two weeks in. No. Leaving that day, but you did. No. And my wife had no idea. Really? I went home and I told her. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that conversation. <laughs> yeah. So her parents were in town mm-hmm. and um, they were, they're very traditional, very, very traditional. So I did not say anything in front of them. Um, but at night, I was like, hey, Leanne, um, I quit my job today. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, What? She's like, Does she Good. think you were joking? I feel like you're the jokester. She's like, I am. Mm, I am he... a jokester. Um, but you know, she believed me that okay. time. Okay. She believed me that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and she was just happy. She was happy, like, oh, thank goodness. She was relieved I did it because uh, we were were fortunate enough to have enough income where one of us could stop working, mm-hmm. and it just does not make sense to have her stop working because she out earned me. Um, so I had to put my ego on the back burner, right? I had to delete my former identity of administrative professional who owns property and is somebody, you know, that other guys can see and respect uh, professionally because that's, I think, where we get a lot of our self-esteem is, hey, what do you do? Oh, I'm an electrician. Oh, nice. You know, that's a good job. That's a good manly job, you know. Um, So, and I went from that to sitting in a room with a six-month-old and there's nobody calling on the phone, no emails, nobody needs me. I don't have to do anything Mm -hmm. and I have no paycheck coming in. So that was just a big kind of slap in the face of reality, right? Like the male social hierarchy, I fell out of the tree. Like, I didn't go down a couple branches. I you, felt I'm laying on the ground you're broken. on the ground. So yeah. making that decision, obviously, was something you wanted to do. And did it kind of, like, hit you? Did you ever have a moment of, like, uh, did I make the right decision? Or did you just kind of ease back into it? Was it as easy just carrying on as it was when you were on the paternity leave? 
It was, I never doubted me being the stay-at-home dad because mm-hmm. my experience, work experience at South Central Foundation was OBGYN, and then I was in maternal child health, um, you know, overseeing that and part of programs of how to make the Alaska Native people the healthiest in the world. Mm-hmm. That's the vision of South Central, and I was, uh, you know, elbow deep into all the data and research, and all the data and research to me pointed out like it's better to have a parent at home if you can. Um, so I didn't like it, but I never thought of quitting. Like seriously, um, like sometimes when you know it's the long winters and mm-hmm. you're not going outside and cold, you just got dark, yeah, cold, dark. Your kid's screaming. He won't eat anything you give him, and he's just not listening, you're like, oh, my goodness, I could put him in daycare and go back to work. (laughs) This would be real easy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then when I see the neighbor, they won't look at me funny, you know. (laughs) (laughs) When did it drop out of your mindset of, you know, when you started going out with your son or if you had, like, playdates and whatnot when people were like, or if just in general when you got asked, what do you do? And you had to say, I'm a stay-at-home dad. Was that Did that Um, come easy to you? How did you... You know, how did you feel when someone was asking you that when you weren't, no, you're no longer working at South Central Foundation? I felt extremely awkward because mm-hmm. um, admitting. What was the people's reaction to? Um, it was mixed reaction. Like uh, before I quit, there was guys who would pick on me, like jokingly, yeah. but you know, that undertone, like, mm-hmm. oh, you got a new bag. That'd be a good diaper bag. Ha ha ha. ha. But then, you know, I'd go with the joke, but I'd. I'd internalize that, like, dang, um, that's who I am now. So I would tell people I'm a stay-at-home dad. I'd try to make a joke out of it to make mm-hmm. it funny. Um, but I noticed, a, you know, different. the world interacted with me differently, right? I'm a stay-at-home dad, which means you're the primary caregiver. You're the cleaner. You're the chef. You take care of a baby. You do child care. Um, so it, it, I... I feel it impacted the way the world interacted me a lot. Um, and I was no longer part of this crowd of men who can be seen as tough, strong, independent providers. I was kicked way over to the other side as a dependent, um, uh, waiting on my wife to bring home a paycheck so we can eat. You know, that's how I'd play it up in my mind. I'm not doing anything in society. I'm just watching a baby. Like, oh, my goodness, how, how embarrassing is this? So I would try to avoid the question sometimes when it would come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, what do you do? Oh, you know, I own real estate properties. and I do, All those I do came real first, and then it was, and I also stayed yeah. home with my son. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I would say I bring my, I bring my son with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's how I would cope with that uh, because it being a stay-at-home dad is not an easy life or decision, uh, especially when we'd go out to parks and I'd be the only guy, mm-hmm. right? And I I was a very social person. Had the moms react to you that were the stay-at-home moms? Um, well, tolerant. <laughs> <laughs> were they surprised and, you know? They were. They you know, were. Or they, and I then, wish my husband would. Or did they, you know, just... I'd say some of them were. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I'd say about 20% were actively nice. Um, and then you get those other moms who would uh, reach out to me to, you know, for inclusion and all that because they were nice. Uh, but then, you know, a group of moms 
I wouldn't interact with them because they were with their friends, mm-hmm. uh, which I had no problem with because when I'm out with my friends, I don't like look for somebody off by themselves. Hey, you want to come join us and have fun? Right. You know, so it's just a natural thing. Yeah. And it is absolutely weird to be a stay at home dad. Um, and you just have to, I had to embrace that weirdness and uniqueness because I know it's a finite point of time. Uh, my working life is 42 years and I just took five of it to raise my kid. I was going to say, so six months after your son was born, so now we're in 2024. Yeah. Um, how long have you been a stay-at-home dad? How old is your son? Oh, my son's about to turn eight here on the 15th. Okay. So he's in second grade now, um, and I'm back to work full-time. Okay. When um, did you go back to work full-time? October. 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 Okay. Um, so you said you said five years you stay-at-home dad. Uh, yes. Five years, complete stay-at-home dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he went to kindergarten. And then I did a couple things, and I thought I wanted to be a teacher, so I taught part-time at Hanchu Social nice. Studies. I was a point four FTE, so I taught two classes a day. Um, and then that didn't take because of the, the barrier to entry. I already have an MBA. They wanted me to get another master's. And I was like, no, thanks. I'm not going to do that. Um so, and then I was lucky this job at Alley Real Estate came open. I've been in real estate for over mm-hmm. 10 years. And, um, you know, I am Alley, so I kind of had an in, you know. Yeah. <laughs> My cousins are over there, yeah. you know, like, hey, oh, they got this job. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Come on over. Yeah. So as soon as I got the full-time job, though, and I was able to tell people, like, I'm general manager of Alley Real Estate, you know, I see the big difference in predominantly men's eyes like oh there's a respect there in Mm -hmm. their face that was completely lacking for the last seven years that's so interesting yeah wow you experience both sides of that yes huh Yeah. yeah um talk a little bit about this uh you were talking about the meetup and have the moms group i was involved in a, a mom group and the monday mom is at providence which is great just to feel like oh i'm not the only one feeling this way yeah. i'm not alone where were the dads at? You're responsible for creating, you know, what is it, Anchorage Dads Group? Yes, Anchorage. I've yeah, what you ha- he has on a sweater right, right now. now. He's got the got yeah, the uh, I wore gear it for on. The podcast. <laughs> How did yeah. that come about? That came about because I day two I was bored out of my mind of being a stay at home dad. <laughs> so I googled what do stay at home dads do. <laughs> Um, cause I had no idea. What did I, it tell you? Uh, it <laughs> create told, a dad's group. <laughs> yeah. Create a dad's group there you and go. go to the national at home dad network annual conference. Really? Okay. Yeah. So that first year, um, 2016, it was in Portland. My mom happened to live there. So I was like, well, let's go to Portland. So I went to a stay at home dad conference in Portland and I met a bunch of stay at home dads from around the nation and city dads group had a breakout and, I went to that breakout session. It's It was a real professional conference. I was mm-hmm. impressed by the quality of speakers they brought. Um, but City Dads Group had a breakout, and they're like, hey, if you want to start a dads group, talk to us. And I was like, I need a dads group because um, my job was very social, um, and mm-hmm. I came from interacting with hundreds of people to zero. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how it started. I in- had to interview twice with headquarters in New York and they authorized me. So we have the logo, the branding, and they have some IP on their branding. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but yeah, I was supported by them, and then it was up to me to start start it. 
So yeah. how do you start it? Did you, you put up a Facebook page? Do you, yeah. you know, just kind of wait in a room with some coffee and yeah. see who comes, meets on Tuesdays? <laughs> yes. Facebook page was big. Yeah. And they gave me an Instagram and Twitter. Okay. And a meetup.com login. They paid for it all. Okay. They have the PR team. And then, you know, you can put it on the internet, but you're not going to get a lot of people. So I just pounded the ground. I was at the park. I see a dad. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? How's it going? You know? <laughs> I'm like, so your day with the kids. And then I'd, I'd have a pitch, right? Yeah. If they were a stay-at-home dad. Oh, that's I'd, great. I'd be like, oh, me too. Hey, you know, there's this group that meets twice a week, and we just go to the park, hang out with kids. And it was it was great. I probably had to talk to 30 or 40 guys before I got one. Really? Yeah. Well, it's a yeah. numbers game. Were they just, uh, were they like, okay, yeah, yeah, just kind of hesitant to come, you think? or Yeah, they were hesitant to come um, because they don't know me, right? I am a dude with a small child approaching him <laughs> at a park with their kid. <laughs> yeah. You know, so um, the male paranoia comes in of... Protective mode. Protective like, mode, mm. like, who is this guy? I mm-hmm. know nothing about him. I need to protect my child. And then I think also the ego comes in, like, I'm not going to hang out with other stay-at-home dads ah. because they are less than on the male hierarchy, and I refuse to even associate with Really? That. So they're having those same kind of, you know, thoughts yeah. and battles that you were too, and you're starting. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you talked about 30 people to get one. Tell me about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, where did you meet up, and was it in the evening time? How did you, or you mentioned the park. Was that where yeah. generally where you guys would go? Yeah, in the summers, okay, <clears throat> it was a park, like a different park every mm-hmm. week, and then we got twice a week, and then we started getting a core group of guys, about six or eight guys that were just regulars, mm-hmm. um, and then we just started making up our own meetups, like, hey, this is just at Jake's house. Okay. Okay, we're going to Justin's house, <laughs> but then, you know, that was just us guys, and then officially I'd be like, well, I have to do an event, so hey, let's meet up at Muldoon, Chanchu Park. Um, so things like that. And then, you know, it w- I think it would attract guys when you go to a park and you see like three or four guys hanging out and then they're like, Hey, what's up? How's it going? And they're like, Oh, okay. And, Cause it's more accepted. Right. You know, like numbers, mm-hmm. you feel safer in numbers rather than one solo guy just walking around. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> hey, how you doing? Oh, you're a dad too? People listening like, Hey, I, re- I think that guy approached me. They might remember you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That was Michael. Yeah. So that one dad that came, do you remember that moment that day? How'd you feel? Were you kind of, were you excited? Were you a little nervous? Were you surprised? Uh, Yes, I was. I was like, wow, really? (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. One dad I'm still friends with today. We met at Kaleidoscape. Um, You know, it was a business Mm -hmm. owned by Lori Lester. And she had, it was in the university center. It was pretty mm-hmm. neat. I think I remember that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was pretty neat. Yeah. Um, I made contact with him and told him about uh, the dad's group. And he was he was a Marine, too. So we had, like, some mutual okay. understanding. Yeah. We, they were like, okay, good. Oh, you're cool. Yeah, okay, right, I'm good, come, good, yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, and he's a big, strong guy. I was powerlifting at the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had that to talk about, too, like nutrition, lifting, the military, and, like, yeah. And then um, he's like, yeah, I'm in. I'm like, all right, good, good. And then um, something happened at the next meetup where his truck was in the shop. So our first official meetup, I actually went to his house, picked him and his daughter up. Wow. Yeah. I was like, oh, hey. And I remember it. We were both kind of just awkward in the truck. (laughs) 
you know, just like, hey, hey. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> I was supposed to be a fly in that, on that yeah. car door. Yeah, we met for like 30 minutes once at Kaleidoscape, uh. and now him and his daughter are in my truck, and we're driving to, uh, a, I think, the museum. Like, yeah. What's up, man? What's up? You know? <laughs> It was weird because we both wanted to be friends mm-hmm. and, you know, reach out. But there was that, you know, barrier of yeah. appropriate decorum for males. Right. Yeah. You know, which, okay. So we break the barrier, get to the museum. And, you know, as this goes on and you get more people that come into the dad group, um, what were those conversations? Did, you know, obviously the camaraderie and all of you guys were the stay-at-home dads. Did any of them share their feelings or the same sentiments that you did? You know, did you guys have some of those kinds of a conversations? Yes. Get vulnerable, I guess, would be my, my question. Yes. Um, yeah. And it would be just like a regular hangout, right? Um, so that vulnerable is, you know, being vulnerable, I think, can be translated into just talking about your day, mm-hmm. right? And complaining about things. Um, like, we'd meet up and then... I would usually start it off because I'm not shy about complaining about things. <laughs> I'd be like, man, my kid just won't eat. Oh, my goodness. I made him steak and eggs. And mm-hmm. then, you know, when another guy was like, oh, that's good. You know what I do to get him to eat? So we okay. is like shop talk. But yeah. we raise children <laughs> instead of like building something. That is so great. And yeah. is the Anchorage Dads group still going and thriving to this day? It is. Okay. It is. We have, uh, uh, I'm a regular member now since I work full time now. I might have to limit my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Alex Schutz is now run, leading the organization and setting meetups. So how can people find that? Just go on your on all the social media if people are listening and they're like, I need that now. Yes. Uh, Facebook is the best. Mm-hmm. Alex is good at responding on Facebook. Anchorage Dads Group. If you search it, you'll find it. Okay. Um, going back to work, how was that? Were you excited? Were you a little sad? You know, you had been doing this for a couple of years now and started the Anchorage Dads Group and connected with these other men and these other stay-at-home dads. And then, you know, jumping back into full-time work and being away from your son, what was, kind of, what was that transition like? That was hard for me. Um, cause I still remember <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I remember him going to kindergarten, but I was still a stay at home dad. So it didn't really affect me cause I knew I'd see him in a little bit. Right. And then when he went to first grade and then I was teaching, I was like, well, I'm only doing two, two classes. I, I'm still doing drop off and pick up. Uh, but then when I got the full-time job, I was like, dang, I'm not going to see this kid all day. And then, um, you know, I st- did some drop-off for the first month before my job started. And then that's when it hit me, right? Like, that life is over. Mm-hmm. And now, um, I hate to say just a regular dad, you know, regular working dad, because I don't want to diminish the role of the father, but I was so in tune with his life and how it goes and I set the tone for his uh, growth and development um, and now it's I see him at night sometimes I get home at six and then we have two hours mm-hmm. before bedtime and I kind of would do it all over again right I kind of thought of it like um, excited for the future but I would roll back time if I could mm. right even though there was all the stress anxiety um, the slight depression and not knowing where I fit in the world and just being completely stressed out and, you know, the feelings of being a loser as a man, um, I would redo it all, 
That's amazing. Yeah. And your son and those memories that you created in that amount of time are going to be unforgettable. He's he's not he's going to remember that as are you. Yeah. That's going to stick with you. What would you say to the other dads or partners, you know, or men or someone who's about to embark on this journey um, of parenthood? You know, what what advice would you have? What advice would you give to those dads that can completely relate to you and maybe are having to make this decision of who's going to stay home? Yeah. Um, which you can also, too, relate to the moms that have to stay home and yeah. do what you did. Yeah, I can relate to the moms. Um, but for dads, the advice I would do is do everything you can. Um, if you can, stay home, stay home. If you can cut back hours, cut back hours because uh, that time's precious, right? Because each day you wake up, that kid you knew yesterday is gone, mm. right? Yeah, time flies. It does. It literally it does. flies. And people would say that, and okay, and my daughter's eight. I'm like, it was yesterday I was yeah. pregnant. I remember that. And I watch old videos, and I'm like, oh, my yeah. goodness. So I can only imagine. Yeah, and to be respectful for the dads who have to work, mm-hmm. um, you know, work as hard as you can knowing that you're providing for your kid. Right. I think that's the the guy's thing. Right. My providing was nutrition, education, fitness, activity, how to go in the world. So I just had to reframe my providing. Right. I wasn't providing food. I wasn't providing money or uh, shelter. I had to provide uh, different things, life lessons, how to interact with people, education, get him uh, started in life smartly. Um, So if you have, if you can, be a stay-at-home dad. If you can't, um, work hard knowing that everything you do is going back to that child, and that child's going to see it no matter what because the child looks for effort. You know, when I was with my dad for two hours a day, it was the greatest time of my life, and Mm -hmm. I was able to eat because of him. Or, you know, oh, I spent all day with my dad, and it was awesome. It was so great, you know. I love that. How was it with you and your wife? Um, was there any kind of, you know, you said your wife had asked you and that you guys made the decision for you to stay home. Was there at any point that your wife maybe felt like, oh, maybe I should be the one being home? Did she? Did you guys go through any of those kinds of feelings? Um, not really. Because um, my wife knew the deal, right? There's no way I could have out-earned her. Mm-hmm. Um so she would be a little jealous that I'd get to do all these things. Um, but uh, my wife and I are shockingly solid. I say shockingly because of her putting up with me and my attitude and, uh, you know, my uh, angst. I don't want to say anger or rage, but that's what I felt inside mm-hmm. uh, for being reduced to a child care provider. How did she support you in this transition? What was the best thing that she did for you during this time? Um, at the time, it didn't help, but giving me space mm-hmm. and you know, just to process and supported me. She's like, you can go to the gym or something. Like, go out with your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't drink, so, you know, it's not like she knows I'm not going to be out all right. night. Um, uh, go do something. So that's how she supported me. Um, and when I didn't do the laundry, yeah. she wouldn't, she would say something, but she wouldn't freak out. Mm-hmm. When I didn't clean the mm-hmm. dishes, um, she often talked like, I wasn't really stay at home because I didn't clean. I didn't do laundry. Um, so she uh, she was fantastic in supporting me uh, by kind of knowing 
seeing what I needed, right? I needed space. I just didn't need to talk because if I started talking, uh, you know, uh, my irrational brain was going to go off. And um, luckily, I was old and emotionally mature enough to know that I'm not going to rage out because this is temporary. Yeah. Right. I just need to get through this and then I'll be fine. And that kind of solved it. Uh, October 10th, 2023, I started my full-time job and boom, my life was way different. Yeah. Back yeah. at it, kind of a new normal. Yeah. Wow. That is... Wow, such an incredible story. And thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing. I know it can help so many people that are going to be listening, um, moms, dads, uh, and raising kiddos. So as we kind of wrap this episode up, I will give you the final word, final thought um, on anything that you feel is important to share or what you really wanted to kind of come across and, and have your message. Okay, thank you. Um, so I've turned into a semi-dadvocate, um, you know, take dads is kind of on us to to be more serious and not be goofballs we can be goofballs <laughs> but um try not to be the goofball too much uh to devalue your role in your family and society you know it doesn't matter if you're not making any money and you're the primary caregiver right you are not um invalid in that instance um if you're the dad who only has two hours a day with your kid, um, it's still vital that you care and love enough your, about your children to teach them how to live in the world, right? I think the value of dads is enormous. Um, and I, I don't think that's something that we take a, enough appreciation for. Like we, men and women, moms and dads, grandparents, um, Everybody, you know, mm -hmm. the, the importance of dads is absolutely vital. Um, so, yes, go be the goofball, but don't let that define you. You still are responsible for raising productive citizens in this world. I love that. Well, I want to thank you, Michael, again, for joining me today uh, for this podcast. Like I said, a great story, and I appreciate you sharing that. And I know it's going to help a lot of people listening. And, of course, thank you all for listening to Parenting in the Far North. We appreciate your support, so don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you. Thank you.